0: Hello everybody and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell and that is Kurt Sauter of Further Still Ministries and we do a show called Solid Steps Radio which is a show for men by men talking about stuff from a man's perspective. We said years ago, let's do a show that our audience is mostly men. We have a lot of ladies who listen and we're thankful for that, but we wanted to talk to the guys because guys are really good at talking about sports, weather and politics, but we're not nearly as engaged in talking about the things that really matter for eternity. And we believe here that you are not walking in your destiny as a man if you are not walking with the person of Jesus Christ. Hence the name Solid Steps Radio, taking solid steps in life. So we always want to tell the story that God's writing in men's lives. And sometimes we have CEOs on that we'll tell testimonies of certain stories. But today we're going to have a story that uh, I'm intrigued by. And anytime somebody, Jesus, invades someone's life, that it, it's intriguing to me and I want to hear about it, right? Uh, today, though, our, our, we have an extra special guest. We have two extra special guests whose combined age is 179 years. <laughs> now, I'm not even adding Kurt and I in that, okay? so Yeah,
1: that's not including us. <laughs> so
0: they have uh, a lot of seasoning, and they have a story that really it's a story that only God could write. And what would you do if you knew following Jesus would cost you almost everything that really was the most important thing in your life. Would you still follow him? So today we're going to hear about a man who was faced with choosing between Jesus and some other things in life,
1: and he chose Jesus. And so we are honored, really. You know, listeners, um, I'm going to introduce Don and Ann Block. And so Don and Ann, welcome to the show. Thank
2: you very much. Wonderful to be here.
1: It's absolutely a delight. And uh, listeners, um, when I met this couple um, I met Don first uh, several weeks ago and we just hit it off and I go somehow I've got to get Don on the show and then I met his lovely wife and um wh- what how many years did you say a 107, 179, if, 179 I... if your math is correct yes please. so um Don, you're in your 90s, and Ann, you are a little bit younger than that. And But anyway, I, the listeners, it's just been a delight to get to know them, and I wanted you to hear their story. And so we're going to start out with you, Don. Uh, um, you grew up in the St. Louis area.
3: I did. And frankly, there were five generations of the Block family born in St. Louis. And so get roots. <laughs> deep roots.
1: Get deep roots. <laughs> And you grew up in a Jewish home. Yes. Describe that a little bit.
3: Our home was considered a. It was a Jewish family. It was a, what's called a Reform, Ju- Judaism. We even celebrated Christmas, as a national holiday. Um, so, we we had what's called a Christmas tree. Some people called it a Hanukkah bush, but we had a. Christmas tree, we gave presents on on Christmas. Um, Yet we also had uh, the Sabbath blessing every Friday night. I watched my mom light the candle, the Sabbath candle. My father had a prayer over the entire family. When he was able to walk, he would walk around and pronounce a blessing on each one of us uh, on Friday night. And we went to uh, Sunday school a Jewish temple um, so I I feel I have both the Christian and Judaism in my bloodstream
1: so uh, uh, growing up in a Jewish home you I asked you the other day and you I said what 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 was your belief about Jesus and you said what
3: well first of all I got a something one of the things I learned about Jesus was that there were people in our neighborhood that didn't like us, uh, and I learned how to run fast um, there There were people that would gang up on uh, Jewish boys and try to beat them up. so I learned to run very fast and did make the track team in high school um
1: uh, Just because you were Jewish. Yes. Yes.
3: Yes. So that's that was my relationship of knowing Jesus. Uh, I also knew of him from the teaching in the temple. That Jewish was, uh, Jesus was one of the prophets of old. That he was one of the good guys of the of a prophet. So I had some background of the of who Jesus was uh, growing up.
1: You mentioned to me yesterday or the other day that um, he, he he was he would be in the line of like an Isaiah or a Jeremiah. Exactly. Ezekiel. But but in your mind and in your parents' mind, in your family's mind, Jesus was not the Messiah. Correct. The Christ.
3: They, they, they were still looking for the Messiah. In fact, at the, at the Seder service every year at Passover, there's always a blank chair at the table uh, for Isaiah, Elijah. I'm sorry, It's up for Elijah. Um, Elijah was the messenger of the coming of the Messiah, um, but every year uh, he didn't show up
1: because he'd already he already had shown up. Yes, uh,
3: but, can you share a funny story about that?
1: Yeah, real yeah, real quick. Uh,
3: uh, I was I was the oldest son at the table. It was my job when to open the the door to let Elijah in during the service. There's a time in the service where you open the door and invite Elijah, and of course every year he never showed up. One year, again as a little boy, my mother ordered ice cream for dessert from the local drugstore. And sure enough, as we were opening, I was opening up the door for Elijah. I opened the door and there was this huge black man there with our dessert. And I looked up, I had to look up at his eyes and I said, are you Elijah? And he, said negative no he was not Elijah
0: that would have been even better if he said he was name was yeah. it was Elijah
1: <laughs> and, oh.
3: introduce him to my family <laughs> oh
1: ice, cr- ice cream for the Seder dinner right yeah. yes oh my goodness so so Don uh, fast forward a little bit you eventually come to know Jesus as the Messiah um, how old were you
3: it's interesting I was exactly 40 years old when Jesus entered my life. And when I used to give my testimony as we traveled around the country, I just had people recognize that I spent 40 years in the desert just like my relatives. So i (laughs) always remember that I was 40 years old when that event took place.
1: And you shared with me um, that how did you trust Christ? Now, I I, I know that you could answer that, but just in a couple minutes, answer how you came to Christ.
3: Well, it was interesting because I I attended a weekend seminar which was being held in an Episcopal church uh, in Jefferson Town, right here in J-Town. And um, although they taught on... God, the Father, and God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I related to God the Father because I, I had always had a prayer life, uh, thanks to my mom, uh, and I always prayed, knowing I had a heavenly Father. the uh, The other part of the Holy Spirit and who Jesus is was confusing to me. Our pastime as a family growing up, without Television um, was having a jigsaw puzzle on a on a table, and after dinner we would all get up and go to the table and start putting pieces in the in the puzzle. That was our pastime. That was our uh, that was our TV at the in those years. And what happened was, I came home from this teaching on Sunday evening, and sure enough, the movie, Zorba the Greek, was the movie of the the week. So I sat in my bed watching watching TV and watching Anthony Quinn in acting out the movie Zorba. As I was doing that, I saw my, God gave me a vision of a jigsaw puzzle in front of me on a ladder. And as I was watching the movie, I was also putting pieces in this puzzle. And lo and behold, the, the exact time that the puzzle was finished, the movie was finished. And I looked at that puzzle and there was a picture of a smiling Jesus looking at me. That's what the puzzle was.
0: I tell you what, we're going to take a break, and I want to hear a little bit more about that story when we get back, okay? Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank our sponsors of our show, LN Credit Union. They have been around for decades. They've been helping people personally, commercially, with checking accounts, savings accounts, loans, personal business loans, you name it, they can help you out. and Credit Union. Vision First Eye Care, if you need help with your eyesight, if you need glasses or contacts or just overall eye health, Vision First will take care of you because they have 11 different cities in the Anna area, six in Louisville alone. So they're everywhere you go. They are there. Uh, Frank Enterprises, they are a professional septic tank, landscaping, and wastewater management company. If you've got water outside of your house not flowing where it's supposed to flow or you need some landscaping work done, Frank Enterprises can take care of you.
1: So Don and Ann, um, I- I'm We're going to get to you in just a minute, Ann, but I- Don, you... You know, forty years you grew up in this Jewish home, and then you, you know, you got married and you had a family. And at forty years of age, you trusted Jesus, and you were. At the last segment, you talked about uh, Zorba and the 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 movie, and h- how Jesus really m- made Himself real to you. Go ahead and finish that story.
3: Yeah, he made Himself real to me. No face in that puzzle and uh, I, I knew Jesus and I were connecting. I, <clears throat> I didn't know what the next step was. There was an Episcopal priest or pastor at, at the conference where I was attending and <clears throat> it was seven o'clock in the morning. I called him on the phone and I'm sure I woke him up. I told him what was going on in my life and I just had to talk to him. I mean, he invited me over to his home we had breakfast together he uh, invited me to come to his church anytime uh, he didn't push you know he didn't hit me over the head with a Bible uh, he just invited me to start attending his church I started going to his church I was baptized in that church mm-hmm. uh, what happened was it kind of split up our family because I I still remember the baptism service because when I was baptized, two of my three children decided to be baptized with me. My older son decided he needed to take care of his his mom, who didn't understand this, uh, my wife at the time. Mm -hmm. So he went one way with his mom. The other two kids went Follow,
1: follow, the 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 path and the faith that you were walking.
3: Yes, exactly, exactly. So it it did it did split up the family at that time. Um, however, I can say at this time, all three of my kids are are born again believers. Um, not o- not only my three kids, but I think I counted seventeen great grandchildren. That are all now Christians because of my decision.
1: Well you, well, you mentioned yesterday it's not it not only affected your children, your grandchildren, mm-hmm. your great grandchildren, and your great great. Is that right? Well,
3: I, when I went home and started counting, I, I, I don't think there are any great
2: greats. <laughs>
1: Not yet. But who's coming?
2: <laughs> there will be, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, uh,
1: yes. There, there will be great greats coming. <laughs> yes. And so, okay. So, so Don, you trusted Christ. Um, your marriage dissolved, um, but the Lord redeems, and He brought someone else into your life. Yes. Enter. And
2: yes <laughs> praise god <laughs> i praise him too because god is don is my god chosen husband oh. i was never gonna marry again because of my past my first husband divorced me to marry another woman my second husband died and i i i vowed never to get married again
1: and and you said I'm not gonna get married again. And then Don entered the picture.
2: <laughs> and God changed my mind. <laughs> and you and guys I'm and so you guys glad. have
1: been married how long now? Forty four years. Forty four years. Mm-hmm. And so and you guys met at a an episcopal conference. So yeah. Don, you got saved at an Episcopal church. And um, the Lord used uh, the the pastor and the priest in the Episcopal Church, and you, and you went to a seminar that was part of the God working, and then you went to you meet at an Episcopal conference, mm-hmm. yes, There's an Episcopal
3: con- Episcopal renewal conference at the Gold House, and because of my love for photography, uh, I was assigned to be the photographer for this. Uh, take pictures of people at this conference and sure enough (laughs) m said i didn't take any pictures i i still had the negatives so i printed some and there was Anne.
1: and you and you in your mind you go i've got to connect with this lady How, how when you met at that conference how quickly did um did it take for you to get married do you remember, Ann? Over a year. It took him that long?
3: <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was about a year. <laughs> and,
1: and God had you come together for a reason.
2: Oh, yes.
1: And from your perspective, he brought you together and you got married 44 years ago for what reason?
2: Well, I think he knew that we would be in ministry together that we would be praying for other people to be healed of anything that you know inner healing physical healing spiritual healing emotional healing every healing there is
1: Mar- marriage family healings all, all yes. of that right right um and so how quickly after your marriage did god really start to connect you guys to ministry opportunities.
3: Right away. Well, it was was pretty quickly. We had known Francis and Judith McNutt for years uh, who was internationally known and has written a book on healing which has probably sold hundreds of thousands of copies. I have one of them Francis gave me as a gift written in Chinese, but his books are all over the world and uh, he sort of saw Ann and I as representing them in the Midwest. So when people would call Francis, we want to come see you for prayer, if they were from the Midwest, even some people in Wisconsin, he would say call Ann and Don in LaGrange, Kentucky. Uh, So we were sort of representing Christian Healing Ministries and people were coming to our home. <clears throat> the good part about it is we saw people being set free. We we saw captives being set free. Uh, the bad part about it was our home turned into a bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I remember the I remember the Labor Day weekend. I was finally sitting on our deck out outside reading the Sunday newspaper. And I told Ann,
2: we need to reclaim our home as ours. Um,
1: so because you've had so many guests coming in and out.
2: Yeah, yes. Every weekend, every single weekend.
3: It was not only the people coming in, it was washing sheets, it was changing linens, it was getting food for meals. Um,
2: it was getting to be a burden.
1: Was it, Ann, was it wearing you out?
2: physically yes but spiritually it was so exciting
1: because you saw God really using you
2: well yes and we got to see him work yeah
3: we saw miracles take place uh, we did and then but what happened was uh, F- F- Francis and Judith were invited to move their ministry one to La Jolla California one to to stay in the St. Petersburg area and one in Jacksonville. And again, the Episcopal Diocese had an empty church on the west, end, west side of, of um, Jacksonville. And God t- told me which one he's going to pick. And sure enough, um, the day came when Judith and Francis called and said, we're moving to Jacksonville, Florida. Can you drop everything where you are and move to Jacksonville, get the ministry started? So that, again, was God calling us. Um, we thought we were going to retire in this home, but God had different plans.
1: So, so when they called you up and they said, we want you to move, you, like, spot on, just moved.
3: We know it was God, yes.
1: Wow
0: we're going to take a break and come back and hear more about this incredible journey that these two have been on. And we want to hear more about the healing and the concept of, and many people just think healing is for certain people in certain places, but Jesus came to save and heal. So we're going to take a break, come back shortly hear more about that here on solid steps radio. We want to thank our sponsors, the Louisville podcast studios. That's podloo.com P O D L O U.com. We are sitting here today in their studio uh, recording as we speak. If you want to do a professional looking and sounding podcast or videocast, then they're the folks to see podloo.com, P-O-D-L-O-U.com. Star Home Care, if you know someone who needs in-home care, somebody who needs to be visited a couple days a week, or someone who needs to be visited every day, Bright Star Home Care can take care of you, and uh, Anne's eyes lit up when I said that. We're going to give you their name and number if you need to talk to oh, them, man. Oh, great. So, you can have your uh, pen back. Brightstar, <laughs> <laughs> Brightstarcare.com. And then uh, also Dan Hart Financial, if you want to talk about retirement. And you know you're going to live to be 92, so you need to have a retirement in place.
1: So <laughs> Dan Hart can help you with that, talk about what a biblical, biblically wise retirement looks like. And so, listeners, yeah, Don is 92, and Ann is just a little bit younger, and they've been married for 44 years and God brought you together and wanted you to do ministry. And you you described a little bit at the last segment that God was really calling you into healing. Um, obviously, Jesus does the healing, yeah. Um, but He uses He, he used you, and, and 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 continues to use you. That's what I I, I was so fascinated by your story because here you are, you know, you are. Um, well you're not the spring chicken that you once were Don <laughs> um, but you but God, you still are being used by God and and you still want to be a servant of his and you still want to be used by him and um, so how did God call you t- to move into a ministry of bringing healing and hope to others?
3: i got to go back to our friends Judas and Francis McNutt we went to several of their conferences, we, uh, which is a miracle in itself, because we didn't have the money to go. Um, France, we told Francis we can't go because we don't have the plane tickets, and he said, we're going to send you the money for plane tickets. You know, Come to our conferences. So we started going to, to their conferences. We We just connected so beautifully with them. Uh, the church we were going to at the time happened to be in Madison, Indiana, and uh, the church in Madison got a grant for us to go to Washington, State of Washington, to attend the conference, week conference of Dennis and Rita Bennett, who were kind of leaders in the charismatic renewal in the Episcopal Church. So we went. <coughs> we, we spent that week. We um, talked to Francis and Judith uh, at their conferences. It was Judas that said, uh, answered my question, how do you know if you have a gift or the anointing of free healing? And Francis, it was so simple. Judas said, pray with somebody and see what happens. <laughs> so that's what happened. We, we, we prayed with people and we started seeing people set free of the bondages Um, and we did see miracles take place and then when they invited us to come to Jacksonville to be to start the ministry we, we knew God was calling us there and it was just constantly seeing how God was using us that so we knew that this, 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 is, this was the ministry God's calling it to us. And, and it wasn't just healing. It was people, people being set free of demonic uh, strongholds. Um, we just saw God using us mightily. And yes, we had, we had setbacks that Satan tried to throw our way. Um, but when you keep seeing miracles take place, you know you're on the right track.
1: And um, you you mentioned to me the other day that, I mean, this was a team effort. It wasn't just you, Don. Yes. It was you and Anne together. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Ann? Yes,
0: dear. <laughs> now you had said at some point during the show or on the break that there was a couple stories that really came to mind that I said, what were some of the examples of the healings or the miracles that you saw?
2: Oh, well, one, there was a mother who was quite frantic i forget where they were from but she wanted to bring her son to us because he had cancer that was causing him to go blind and so um the lord we had a a a big like chalkboard and the lord had me draw some things some lines and some just I can't explain it but anyway he said that the one thing that I drew was what the cancer looked like and that the lines I drew a bunch of lines and then two straight lines and he said that's where the, the two straight lines where it's supposed to be where it's supposed to be and it isn't it's all mangled up and so when he got home and went to the, um, the,
1: what do you call Optometrist? it? Optometrist? Th-
2: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said, everything's perfect, you're healed. You don't need to come back anymore. Uh, and that, that was so encouraging to us, and oh, I've got to tell you about this sweet little girl who came, her mother also brought her she was just so full of she was so anxious all the time and she would crawl on the floor and and she just couldn't sit still at all and so she was crawling on the floor we got on the floor and crawled with her <laughs> and I pulled her up on my lap and sort you know just uh, held her and and Caressed her, yes, and rubbed her head, her hair, and she fell asleep in my arms. And she, when she woke up, she said, "We can don't go now. We can go home now, Mom. They're gone." Mm. Isn't that awesome.
1: That is awesome.
2: Thank you, God.
1: Thank uh, you, Jesus. I mean, God has used you in uh, throughout um, the United States.
3: Yeah, we traveled, Canada, I think, in something like 40, 45 of the states, in the United States, and Canada, and the United Kingdom, um, and um, there's some churches in Hawaii that kept inviting us back and sending us plane tickets, and we just thought we'd... Somebody's got to do this. <laughs> 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 so
1: Hawaii needs healing too. I think, <laughs> that's right? right. They they have people. They, they need Jesus out there just as much as <laughs> yes. here, right?
3: I, I want to add something to the story. Ann was telling about this little girl, um, because her her mother. We were in Jacksonville at the time. Her mother was in. They lived in uh, South Georgia. <clears throat> the mother called this called Christian Healing Ministries because the. The daughter stopped growing. Oh, that's right. And they were concerned about that. They asked if we would pray for her. And th- that's, that's when we were praying for her on the floor. And Anne was stroking her because she was a nervous wreck. But Anne started stroking her head and she fell asleep. And Anne started praying and praying in the spirit. And, and that's when she woke up and said, Mom, they're gone. Um, We. She sent us a wonderful picture. Mm -hmm. I think it was the following Christmas, where she her growth started again, and she was a normal, normal girl with normal weight, normal height. uh, So God answered that prayer. Wow. Um, Got got time for another story?
1: Yes. Go ahead and tell that story.
3: I want to tell a story about my wife, Ann. Okay. Okay. Uh oh. Uh, When we met. Anne had arthritis. She just she hid it, but her hands couldn't move. Um, she, she had trouble sitting, um, but she had <clears throat> she had severe arthritis when she went when I met her at this renewal conference. Um, people had been praying for her arthritis for for years, and there was never any change. At this conference. There at the galt house, there was a pastor um, that told Ann, I want to pray for you. And he said, I don't want to pray for your arthritis. I want to pray for your unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. And he let Ann, he knew exactly what, God gave him a word of knowledge of what was, was behind Ann's arthritis. He prayed for, to release the unforgiveness. And the next morning, she was sitting on the floor. Uh, um, you couldn't have done that before. But the arthritis was healed from her prayers for unforgiveness.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, I want to hear more about that story. We're going to take a break, come back for a fourth and final segment here on Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank our sponsors of our show, Hadley Sign Solutions. Chris Hadley has been 35 years plus uh, designing, manufacturing, and installing commercial exterior electrical signage to help you promote your business in Kentucky and southern Indiana. So if you need any questions, call him 502-419-7228, 419 Or you can send him an email, HadleySignSolutions at gmail.com, HadleySignSolutions at gmail.com. Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry, Dr. Eric Veal has been uh, cleaning teeth for many a year, and uh, he is taking care of our family and taking care of Kurt's. So if you need any dental work, Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry, they have two locations in both the Iroquois Park area and in uh, Eastern Jefferson County. And then Veritech Generators, if you need a generator for your home or business, or you have one now that needs to be looked at, manuf- or uh, any kind of maintenance, Veritech Generator can take
1: care of you. So Don and Ann, you, um, you prayed that her arthritis would go away. And Ann, and you, you said in the break that you, there was unforgiveness in your heart, in your, in your body. Mm-hmm. Because our souls and bodies, spirit is all connected. Right. Describe that just a little bit and what was going on.
2: The unforgiveness toward myself that I wasn't there with him when he died. The unforgiveness toward him because he couldn't stand the fact that I was overweight. And there was one time when he said I was so fat that the pistol was pointed at me and then he turned it and shot out the window Instead, I was so consumed with how could God love me.
1: You you were carrying guilt, yes. shame, and condemnation.
2: Absolutely, positively, yes.
1: And Don, when you you knew that about Anne, I mean, and this pastor knew that, that she needed deliverance from unforgiveness.
3: I did not know it.
1: Oh, you did not know no. that. You knew it now. You know it now. Oh, though. yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, it, the power of unforgiveness can cripple a person.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and Anne's a living example of it.
1: Yes, because, the, I mean, once the unforgiveness left, the arthritis left. Yes. Wow. Yes. You you were gonna share another story, Don, about an airplane.
3: Yeah, and this <clears throat> this is another story about <clears throat> my beloved Anne. Someone one called us on the phone on a Saturday and said, can I come by your home? Uh, I'm having horrible back pain. I know if you pray for me, the back pain will go away, <clears throat> but I am scheduled on Monday to have surgery on my back. Would you pray just to release the, the pain? So we came to our home. Just three of us sat together. Uh, so we decided, let's just pray and see what God says. And out of the silence... Ann says to this person, does airplane mean anything to you? And I gave Ann kind of a dirty look. I said, this man's in pain, and you want to talk about airplanes? And But what happened was, this <clears throat> I can still see it in my mind, but this man reached in his back pocket, pulled out a handkerchief, and started weeping. I mean, he was, here was this 30, 40-year-old man that was crying. And when he finally could compose his, and we could talk to him, we asked him, What's going on? And he said, He was a bombardier on a B 17 in the Second World War in Europe. He said, The pilot would get the plane over the, what the bomb site target was. He said, I pushed that button and I killed thousands of people. I killed thousands of people. I can't bear that anymore. So, again, we, we let him through prayer. And in the prayer, he saw himself sitting at this little jump seat on this B 17. And he had the presence of someone behind him. He turned his head and looked, and there was Jesus on this airplane standing behind him. And Jesus just opened up his arms, didn't say a word, opened up his arms. And this person said, I saw myself getting up, walking to Jesus, and Jesus just held me. And that was all that happened. (laughs) And he said he went back to his little seat, uh, did what he was supposed to do. And what happened was he went to the hospital on Monday for his surgery, the doctor took X-rays again and he said, you don't need surgery, your back is, 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 is perfect. But I, in my imagination, God, the burden of that man was so heavy resting on his shoulder that God released that and released the pressure in the spine. Th- that was so, so it's another example of how our, our mind and our body are connected.
1: I mean, carrying that condemnation that guilt and that shame mm-hmm. and unforgiveness of himself was causing incredible physical pain.
3: Yes. And it was the word of knowledge that God gave in to talk about airplanes.
1: Wow. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Listeners, I also want you to know about this couple that, um, the, you, you know, Don, you came to cra- Christ when you were 40, um, but about 20, 25 years later, God was calling both of you to continue your education. In your 60s, you went back to school and you got your master's and your Ph.D.
3: We got a master's and Ph.D. in, in, in uh, biblical counseling. Uh, it wasn't that I think we needed to go back to school. It was uh, our culture says you got to have a lot of initials behind your name, which I don't think is necessary but that's that's what we did and what was interesting is that when we went back to school they invited us to teach some of the classes at the school (laughs) so we were teaching (laughs) teaching people about how to pray with people Mm.
2: and i have to tell you something he looked at me and said okay ann what what are your degrees and i said ndhs and he said i've never heard of that one what in the world does that mean? And I said, "No degree, Holy Spirit." <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's the degree I want. Oh, and,
1: and that. <laughs>
3: that's the letters I, I want. And I want. Can real quickly, I want to tell you that happened at a, at a church we were in Southern Florida, in Fort Lauderdale. And Francis and Anne and I went to that that place to give our testimony and Francis had so many degrees after his name. And then he, he turned to us and said, what, what are your degrees? And that's when I am. And said,
1: (laughs) no degree, Holy spirit. And, and so uh, listeners, you, you need to know as well that, um, Don just released his first book at 92 years of age. And what's the name of the book, Don?
3: The name of the book is free to be. And, um, it's interesting because God has started me on a new manuscript um, of hearing the voice of God and how God wants to talk to His children, but He wants to talk to us.
1: Jesus said, "My sheep hear My voice." voice. Yes, yes. So,
3: so that's what this manuscript. It might be another book. If if so if God
1: if God continues to let you live, hopefully this book is come. Another book is going to come out. Soon.
3: Yeah, but I may be 93 or 94 when that happens. (laughs)
1: Well, it took you 92 years to get this
0: one out. Two more years, you'll be able to get the new one. Yeah, I think you're going to be able to get it out, Don.
3: And the interesting thing is I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because the best is yet to come, right? Yes, absolutely. You know what? It has been an absolute delight to have both of you on. And we have just a short little time um, to have you pray, Don. Would you just share just a short prayer for our listeners um, would you pray for our listeners right now? Uh, sure. Please. Thank you.
3: If I had a Bible in front of me, I'd read Romans fifteen, thirteen, um, which is about hope. And God is is full of hope and he's overflowing with hope for each one of us. So I pray right now in the name of Jesus that um, everyone that's hearing this this uh, podcast, everyone that's hearing this program. Um, somehow that you renew the hope in each one of these people, that um, hope is indeed a blessing from you, and let them know that they are they are free to be. It's not free to do something, yes. God wants us to do things for Him, but He wants us to be free and to set us free. So, so um,
2: that's what this book is about: free to be.
1: Mm amen Mm. amen amen
2: and i'd like to say that the title of the next book is god god is speaking are you listening
0: well that's a great way to end our show god is speaking are you listening so thank you blocks for coming on and thank you for listening to solid steps radio